Welcome to my mom's podcast. Hi, I'm Marisa Calderon, and you're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast. I'm capturing the early childhood journeys of educators, including discussions and strategies on best practices for children, birth through third grade, and sharing them here for you. Hi, everybody. It's Marisa with Early Childhood Journeys. Welcome again. I believe this is uh, podcast number 21. Happy New Year still. We're still in January. I can't believe it's already, what, past mid-January of 2018. Oh, my God. Let's get it together, people. Let's. <laughs> I feel like I, I had so many goals that I wanted to accomplish by this point this month. Um, but I've been sick, and other people have been sick, and the weather has been super cold, but today is a beautiful day, and I'm excited to bring... Um, our listening audience, my next guest, um, Jessica, how do you say your last name? Bearsford. Bearsford. It's B-E-R-E. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I didn't mess that up. <laughs> so Jessica Bearsford is from Father Matters. Um, you guys have an office here at Brooks Academy in South Phoenix, but I know you're not based out of here, right? Well, this is our kind of corporate location, okay. per se, and then we have some satellite offices around the valley. Awesome. So tell me about what your role is, what you do. Introduce, go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience. Sure. Well, I'm the director of operations with Father Matters. Um, I've been working here for going on six years now. Um, and I initially started in this role as a support specialist on a grant. Um, so I was hired specifically for a grant that needed a person. It was a reentry grant um, working with uh, fathers and mothers. And um, throughout my process there, I was moved up to uh, director of operations quite quickly, actually, (laughs) you know, so um, and and the funny thing is, it was I got the title um, more so that people would respect what I needed to get done versus me actually doing the title. So tell me then what that looks like then. Well, it was interesting. So um, the executive director, Vance Sims, uh, you know, was using me to um, book appointments, um, talk to individuals because he was kind of like a one man show. And so now that I was on board, he was saying, can you take care of this? Go to this meeting. But people were so used to Vance and the title executive director. And when they heard that I was a support specialist, it was like, Mm. you know, I was there, but I wasn't, uh, what would you say? a game player yeah, in an organization, yeah, yeah. you know, couldn't make decisions. So I was expressing to him that he wanted me to do these things, but people weren't respecting that. And if I could get a title change. And so I got the title change of director of operations and I was so excited. It wasn't about the pay. I just wanted the respect for what I was doing. Well, I think that's really important. I remember that type of situation, the previous role I had, um, where I was, my role was not reflecting of the title. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, you're handling so many tasks um, at an administrative level. And so it needs to be reflective of that. And that way it sends a clear message um, to your audience as well, to your community that you're working with, right? And I didn't realize titles were that important. I mean, I've always wanted to have a management role. You know, I feel like I had the good skills to do it. Um, But I didn't realize that I was doing those roles. And sometimes people just, they care about titles, unfortunately. (laughs) They knew you're doing the work, but they want to see a title match with it. Well, and so. I think also when they don't know you, when there's exactly. not that personal connection, perhaps exactly. in the field, um, they, it, yeah, it can be a little confusing. Um, tell me about how long were you? So, how long were you working here as a support specialist before you started that director 
of operations. Position. So I would say about a year I was working and we weren't at this location. We were actually at a small location called at the um, Valley Christian Center on 15th Avenue and uh, Buckeye. Okay. So um, it was kind of like a small resource center. Not too many partners were in there. So I was doing that role and... Um, Within that year, I was already moved up because we were moving very fast. You guys grew um, very quickly. I remember. I remember, uh, Mr. Simmons, for sure. I want to go back to tell our audience kind of a gist, because I know you guys provide very comprehensive services. So for those that don't know um, about Father Matters, can you give me a little gist of what services you guys provide? Sure. So Father Matters, um, his focus is working with families to provide support services to help them be successful in their lives. And that definitely can mean a lot for anyone and everyone. Uh, some of the basic services we provide are employment and training. Um, we have family law, uh, child support services. We do um, supportive services in the aspect of food boxes, hygiene kits, eye exam vouchers, eyeglasses vouchers. Um, duplicate births or excuse me, duplicate Arizona ID vouchers, birth certificate vouchers. Um, and then, you know, we do a lot of mentoring. So that's the concept of the organization is to support the community and walking life out with them. Um, because when you do that, then you can always be there to support them throughout their journey in life and not just here's a service. I've helped you have a nice day. You know, we want to see them grow and their families grow. And then that leads to good community. What would you say is the biz big, biggest misconception of the program? Well, for, of course, our name, Father Matters. So people think we only serve fathers. And so that was the initial concept, and it was for about, I don't know, 15 years. Um, but as Vance realized, um, and people were coming through workshops, that you can't just help one person of the family. Many men were going back home trying to make changes, but the other party was saying, well, where are you getting this information? Who is this company? And, you know, you just feel a little standoffish when you're not a part of the process or someone's mm -hmm. growth. So opening up the services to men, to grandparents, to aunts, and uncles um, really has helped us because we're bringing the family in together. They may not use the same services together, but they're all feeling supported, which is most important because then the children are being supported. And that's what really matters. Yes. It's that family component. Um, I wanted to just mention there, the connection I have with uh, Jessica is because with my grant work, I have an office here with Alessi Group, where we meet our, it's our main uh, home base here at Brooks Academy, and I saw that Father Matters was also housed at the same property. And I had heard of Father Matters previously because I, I believe Mr. Simmons went and um, presented um, for our agency over at what was what was uh, Crisis Nursery at the time, um, trying to see how we can collaborate. But I saw the office here, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I need to get them on the podcast. This is a great service for the community that everybody needs to know about. Now, um, so how do clients found, find out about you guys? Well, What's the most popular way? Word of mouth. That's been the best feature that we could ever have. I mean, we've had flyers out there. We've worked hard on the marketing aspect of our organization. Um, so I think the marketing now is kind of like a backup to what people are hearing, somewhere to go and do their research and figure out what this company is. But word of mouth. I mean, we have even less than the amount of flyers we put out there because the amount of word of mouth. So the people are satisfied with some of the services that we, they receive. Tell a family member, tell friends. And that's been the best thing ever. That's great. It, it was such an organic growth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we grew so fast in a way that, you know, I felt like it was kind of hard to keep up. But at the same time, it was good so that we were reaching uh, more 
more communities, yeah. you know, than just the South Phoenix community. So that was always good. Are you guys just servicing um, mainly South Phoenix communities or do you guys go statewide? Well, so we serve Maricopa County um, and that's because the individuals are are able to get to our offices. Mm-hmm. Um, but we service, we've talked to families from all over uh, the United States. They call in, they do phone appointments. They have cases here in Arizona. I want to see their children out here. So they'll call to get resources information. So we have serviced and we've done uh, conferences and things in other states, but uh, to get here, Maricopa yeah. County. Well, I think that's um, a, a sign of the gap you guys were filling mm-hmm. because you grew so fast mm-hmm. that service. I wanted to go back and just kind of talk about your journey and how you got started working with families. That's a funny story. I want to hear it. (laughs) So I was in the banking industry, um, working with Bank of America and doing mortgages and things of that nature. And of course, I have children of my own. I have five children. Um, So as we all do, we all want to give back and be a part of the community. And um, at that time, I found uh, my school's PTA as a way for me to give back. Um, throughout that process, I had I went to a community meeting, my very first community meeting six years ago, um, and uh, the school invited me, a lady from the school, and uh, this gentleman worked there, and his he he shared his contact information, and it was Father Matters. Oh. And I said, oh, that's so interesting. I've never heard of a Father Matters. You know, I, I believe in good resources. I always thought there was something needed for my husband. Um, so I did my normal research of Googling the website and um, contacted him and me and Vance sat down and he showed me a portfolio of workshops and things he's done throughout the years. And I didn't go in there with the attention to apply for anything. I actually wanted to invite him to host a workshop at our school through the PTA. So he did uh, three workshops, uh, two fathers and one mother uh, parenting class. And then um, I got really familiar with his staff and they invited me. They had a position open. They invited me to do an interview. And ever since there, it kind of been going strong. That's awesome. And I would have never thought I was going to go in that direction. You know, (laughs) you're looking for more in life and um, it stumbles on to you in a way that you wouldn't think. So I, I value how I got connected to Father Matters. What do you think was the biggest helper with when you started the role? Did you have a a mentor by any chance? Well, Vance, um, I felt that he was the greatest mentor I could ever have. Now, he doesn't like to call himself a mentor, (laughs) so I took it to say he was my mentor. You know, I learned a lot. He showed me a lot of how to uh, present myself, hold workshops. You know, he has, uh, he's been in business for 21 years so he's had a lot of trials and tribulations with you know serving the community so he's taught me a lot that actually has made my journey here much easier yeah i mean the amount of contacts he's built um the ability to work with the community in a way that you know comes off where they feel invited you know and i feel like he saved me so much try time of not falling on my face you know really just getting to the point of helping people and uh, i thank him for that that's awesome what would you say for someone that is starting, kind of like in your journey, what would be a tip for them? Just to follow your heart. You know, if you enjoy something, you like something, follow it. And if you're in somewhere that you may feel like you don't have a lot of say or but you like what they're doing or their mission, stick with it and just stay communicative about where your goals are and what you're trying to do. And if you're not being fulfilled in the job that you are, but you like something else, volunteer. Yeah. You know, go give back and you'd be surprised that someone sees what you can do and they like how you do it, you might get a job or continue to explore that option. So, Okay, now I'm really going to put you on the spot then. C- kind of a twofold you know, question here. 
Number one, how do you stay motivated in your position? Okay. And uh, number two, what's your biggest challenge of your position? Well, I stay motivated by the people that I see. You know, you're hearing so many different stories. It's so interesting to do. So the first part of my job was um, really dealing with clients. Even though I was the director of operation, we were, were a very small team. So I'm the same person answering the phones. <laughs> I'm the same person sitting down Which with individuals. Is, you know, pretty um, typical for a nonprofit, small grassroots organization. Yeah. And, and I lack that knowledge. You know, you mm -hmm. think there's a role. For, I'm coming from corporations yeah. where there's a role for everybody, a yeah. department for everything. And I enjoyed it, you know, because I felt like I was free to be who I was. And I had to use so much of my talents to, to fulfill a lot of those things. I felt good, you know. But the, the most um, sometimes can be stressful of the job is too many hats. Yeah. You know, not being able to say, hey, let's focus on this one thing that you're good at, get it accomplished, and move on with the other things. I really have to wear a lot of hats in this role. Um, so that it can be hard, you know, mm -hmm. and then hearing a lot of the stories that our community has, you know, the traumatic events they've been through, you know, homelessness. Um, so a lot of programs have been started because of the families that we serve. Um, one family that I met that actually um, allowed us to start the diaper bag program. Um, I was at the Avondale Resource Center. A family came in and they had their baby. The baby was dirty yeah. and they said they were living in their car. They cared for the baby. They loved the baby. So I didn't see any kind of neglect. But they were living in their car and they didn't have nothing. And, you know, nobody else really had anything. Other community partners didn't have anything to give at that moment. And I just said, you know, if we can provide a bag for those who need it, you know, I, I would feel like I've done a little piece of. It just goes so far. Yes. It, it really does go a long way. Those little small. And gestures. seeing that, that's the hard part. Like you want to solve the world's problems and it's really hard to do, you know. And then we see clients who sometimes act like we owe it to them. Sometimes that can be typical. They think that we, you know, like this is a government agency yes. and, and yeah. you know, that we're there to provide that service. We are because we care yeah. and we can only do what we have the ability to do, you know. But um, you, you make it through by the, the smiles on people's face, the hugs that people want to give you, you know. So that what that's what really gets me up every day. Do you have a way of decompressing? When I speak with educators before in my podcast, I always ask about, what you do to decompress, um, you know, to unwind because the work you do is heavy mm -hmm. and sometimes it's hard to disconnect from that work mm -hmm. and you can, um, I know I would have the problem of bringing it home and my husband's like, hey, 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 you gotta, you know, there's gotta be a transition <laughs> from when I come home. <clears throat> so I had to start doing more meditation and just more going for walks or just that wellness piece. What do you do? Well, I've started to do that. I love my walks. Walks are my favorite thing. But when I got into this, I didn't even know any of that. And I and I take my work home. Yeah. Like I'm very passionate. And I'm doing it all the time. By doing that, it was affecting my home life. Um, then I participated in uh, Maricopa County's South Phoenix Healthy Start. That director always held um, workshop for her staff. And it was a health and wellness. And I, at the time we were invited, I was like, why are they always doing this? We have work to do. You know, why do we need to sit here and learn how to meditate? But she, you know, what I've learned is what you said, what you said is to decompress, you know, to um, 
really find out who you are and live your life so that you can come in and continue to support people. So walking, I like to read, I like to go to the library, and of course my kids, they keep me active all the time. So um, I've been learning to do that and then enjoying my vacations, actually taking vacations. Actually taking yeah. them. Even if it's at home and I'm doing my own thing. A staycation, yeah, yes. Yeah. Just really actually, because my boss sometimes, he would say, you better get out of here or I'm firing you for not taking a vacation. <laughs> So that's where we're at right now, you know. So I've learned to appreciate it during the holidays here. I took about two weeks off, and I actually enjoyed it. Good I did you. things around the house, and I said I, I spent a little time on work. I'm not going to lie. but uh, Or not, or, or just not do anything around the house. I know I have that issue myself where I feel like I have to be folding laundry when I'm just trying to, you know, maybe wedge out a little bit, and I just have a really hard time. But, you know, I think um, one of the things I learned from one of a colleague of mine is sometimes when you love your work so much, it, it is hard to put it down. Yeah, yeah. It is hard to disconnect from it. Well, sometimes I feel, um, and this is my own internal thing, is that being a woman in this industry, I feel like I have to be um, a step ahead. Oh, yeah. You know? And in a nonprofit world, you have to look for funding six months from now because you never know where you or your staff is going to be. So it's never, you can never put it down because if you put it down too long, you've missed opportunities that could continue your organization. So, you know, I always feel like that. We always have to keep moving. But as a woman, I feel like I have to work harder, you know, to, to stay strong in a male dominated uh, industry. Oh yeah. You absolutely hit it on the head. I know I, I always hear that whole, what's your work life balance. And I don't even do, balance anymore it's what's my work-life integration yes what's my work-life integration because actually they both of them fulfill me both of them make bring me happiness so how do I integrate both of them in my daily life and I think you hit it on the head there as well as as a woman uh, both of us women of color as well trying to stay ahead and seeking uh, funding for our our services yeah that's a huge piece (laughs) that's that's great um I wanted to ask, as you're a parent of five kids, what are, what are the ages of your of your kids? Well, I have a 19-year-old daughter. <laughs> and I know we were talking, we were sharing teenager stories. Go ahead. I have ni- Well, they're all teenagers now for me. So a <laughs> uh, 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, twins that are 14. Oh, my God. And a 12-year-old. Yeah, what's, so. your, what's your parenting tip? I mean, oh. you got to have some advice. Well, matter of fact, okay, so we do parenting classes here, but um, a lady at the school was asking me to attend of our parenting classes, and I know her daughter is a, a teenager as well, and we talked through it, and I, and I was saying, well, I'm not certain our parenting classes are for you, and the reason is because we're all geared to do early childhood, toddlers, mm-hmm. you know, maybe pre-tweens, um, even though there's curriculum all the way to teenagers. Sure. But uh, now even I am experiencing the whole social media, Mm -hmm. you know, how to really communicate with your child in this digital world, as Mm -hmm. we were talking about. So to me, it was requiring a different type of parenting class that even she wanted. So, you know, the biggest tip I have is just communicating with your child and being present with them. Even I have to work on that. You know, they'll be on their phones or they'll be doing activities and I just need to be there sometimes to know what's going on so that if anything ever does happen, um, I can recognize signs and recognize things, you know, and it's different with social media. You know, they're uh, inclusive to their phone and you don't get to see what's going on. But the lady actually gave me a good tip. She gave me an app excuse me, I don't know the name of it, but you can connect your children's phone to this app. When they download any um, apps, you can approve or deny that Oh, request. I mean, I will be posting that. I, yes. I, I think I've seen that somewhere. I'll have to ask my husband. who He's a big social media marketing guy. <clears throat> but yeah, absolutely. I know for myself, I have my, well, we have our 17-year-old. It was just a really big rule about um, we're, 
you're going to be friends with me on any app that has friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I tried to do a little bit of my interaction within those social media platforms with her. Okay. And I noticed that it works really well with us as well, at least with uh, my kid. It's we're able to kind of bond yeah. in yeah. that in that way as well. But yeah, that's it's been interesting. It's been a journey for me. And when hearing feedback from families, it helps us to figure out and, and add more parenting classes to our um, current list so that we stay relevant and realize that parents go through different things with different age groups. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that we as well here uh, continue to grow ours. We currently have uh, two one-day parenting classes, one for mothers and one for fathers, and the basic concept of communication, responsibility, um, even letting go of the past because that's very important. Yeah. And then we have an 11-week parenting class. It's kind of a violence prevention class, um, but it talks about discipline. That's the number one question people ask me. How do you handle discipline? Mm -hmm. Since everyone does it dis uh, differently. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very good to talk about and just connecting to others who want to learn or are going through something so they know they're not alone. So. Yeah, I think a lot of times as parents, sometimes you feel like, am I doing this right? Like, mm -hmm. no, and I always say to my daughter, you're my first teenager. <laughs> yeah. We're all learning together. I'm like, you're my first, this this person, you know, the, this young lady, I'm, I'm still learning with you. <clears throat> um, even though I feel like a lot of the, the temperament and like the brain development is very similar to my four-year-olds. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it just looks a little bit differently. You know, one's more verbal than the other. Um, type of thing so it, we, we crack up about that I want to make sure that our audience also knows how to get in touch with you guys I think your website is if you just make sure it's fathermatters.org yep, that's correct um, to learn more about your services do you have um, any other comments or tidbits you'd like to share with our with our audience about father matters well, you know, Father Matters, uh, I do want to say specializes in fatherhood. We value uh, fathers and males um, in the household. And whether you're in the household or not, you know, we're an agency that here is to support you. You know, we work with a lot of men who have children that they are not in their lives, and we still want to support you as well. You know, so our program is open to anyone and everyone. And um, we work with individuals from DCS to incarceration. Um, but their concept is, how can I be a better me? And that's what we care about, you know, because at the end result, the children will get what they need if you have the parents who you care about themselves as well as the family. So, we, you know, our services are open to all. Um, individuals can call, get online and take a look and see and schedule an appointment. Even if you don't know what you need, just give us a call and we'll be happy to talk to you, connect you to a mentor in the community, um, because that's what it's about. It's working together to support each other. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. It's clear that uh, Mr. Vance really made a, a excellent decision in getting you on, on you. here. Um, I wanted to make sure and highlight your, your work and your journey and as a parent and as a director of operations, hopefully people, people see that and connect with us here. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, I hope that I can continue to work with the families and uh, we can continue to partner. Yeah, thank you. Hey guys, it's Marisa again. Make sure you are liking, sharing, subscribing, posting, leaving us a review on whichever listening platform you use. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, and we're on Stitcher Radio now. 
Really appreciate everybody's reviews and sharing out our episodes as they come out. And I look forward to hearing your feedback from this episode. Thanks.